0: and welcome to the Once Again Podcast. We are your hosts, Ashley and Jason. In this episode, we will be looking at the 2017 movie, Coco. This is the fourth and final episode in our spooky series, celebrating the Halloween films owned by Disney for this year. In this series, we won't be doing a deep analysis of each scene, but rather giving our impressions of the overall film and the songs from the film, We'll also be giving a score to the film and ranking the songs. So, grab some candy, sit back, and enjoy this episode. Coco is a 2017 American computer-animated fantasy film produced by Pixar Animation Studios and released by Walt Disney, based on an original idea by Lee Unkirk. It is directed by him and co-directed by Adrian Molina. The story follows a 12-year-old boy named Miguel who is accidentally transported to the land of the dead where he seeks the help of his deceased musician great-great-grandfather to return him to his family among the living and to reverse the family's ban on music. The concept for Coco is inspired by the Mexican holiday Day of the Dead. With a cost of somewhere between... 175 to 255 million or 330 to 425 million today Coco is the first film with a nine-figure budget to feature an all Latino principal cast Coco premiered on October 20th, 2017 during the Morelia International Film Festival in Morelia, Mexico. It was theatrically released in Mexico the following week, the weekend before Dia de Mercos, and in the United States on November 22nd, 2017. The film was praised for its animation, voice acting, music, visuals, emotional story, and respect for Mexican culture. It grossed over 807 million, or 1.5 billion today, worldwide. Becoming the 16th highest grossing animated film ever at the time of its release. It was the recipient of several accolades. Coco was chosen by the National Board of Review as the best animated film of 2017. The film won two Academy Awards one for Best Animated Feature, and the other for Best Original Song, Remember Me. It also won Best Animated Film at the BAFTA Awards, the Golden Globe Awards, the Critics' Choice Movie Awards, and the Annie Awards. The screenplay is by Adrian Morlina and Matthew Aldrich. The story is by Lee Urnkirk. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Jason Kratz, Matthew Aldrich, and Adrian Morlina. It was produced by Darla K. Anderson, and it stars Anthony Gonzalez as Miguel, Gail Garcia Bernal as Hector, Benjamin Bratt as Ernesto de la Cruz, Alana Ubach as Mama Imelda, Renee Victor as Ambolita, Anna Ophelia Mergura as Mama Coco, and Edward James Almos as Chicherion. Or I believe he's just called Cheech in the film, but I could be mistaken there. And we're going to dive into the plot. In Santa Cecilia, Mexico, Miguel dreams of becoming a musician even though his family strictly forbids it. His great-great-grandmother named Emilda was married to a man who left her and their daughter Coco to pursue a career in music. When he never returned, Emilda banished music from her family's life before starting a shoemaking business. Miguel now lives with his elderly Coco and their family, including Miguel's parents and his abuelita, who are all shoemakers. He idolizes Ernesto de la Cruz and secretly teaches himself to play guitar from Ernesto's old films. I have a couple notes here. Like, I, I didn't really structure this scene by scene but I wrote down during the grandmother's no music montage, a pizza planet uh, truck drove past the window Miguel was looking out of.
1: Yeah, I have that note too. So. Yeah,
0: I'm sure there's other Pixar references in the film, but that was the only one I picked up because it was just blatantly obvious to me. And this was my first time watching the film. I also wrote my notes as the film was going. And when I was sitting there watching it, I go, oh, so Ern- Ernesto de la Cruz is Miguel's great-great-grandfather, right? Because, like, <laughs> he, he idolizes this guy. Way to sky. call out
1: the plot before we even get anywhere.
0: Well, uh, uh, Pixar kind of flips the script on me in this one, so...
1: True. Yeah, uh, I just want... I think this is just funny for, like, a Disney movie to start out basically being like, no music, no yeah. slap. <laughs> like, especially for Disney movies that are that's what disney movies are known for a lot of the time is their music not just their animation so mm-hmm. and you know we're talking about a movie that has accolades related to the music in it so
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's funny for a movie that immediately starts out being like no nope.
0: <laughs> yeah they they flip the script in a lot of ways with this one uh pixar tends to push the bar or uh, not really push the bar but raise the bar with their films and uh this one well we'll, we'll dive into the details as they go but this one uh, really hit me in the feels a lot throughout the film. I was I was upset I hadn't seen it before. I I didn't purposely avoid it, but it just never really piqued my interest. But after watching it, I highly recommend everyone go out and watch this. On the Day of the Dead, Miguel accidentally damages the picture frame that holds a photo of Coco with her mother on the family of discovering that a hidden section of the photograph shows his great-great-grandfather Holding Ernesto's famous guitar. And for those of you listening that may not have seen this, his face is ripped out of the picture. So you don't exactly see his, uh, his great his great grandfather's yeah. face right now.
1: Yeah, there's no, you don't know who it is.
0: Right. But concluding that Ernesto is his great great grandfather, an inspired Miguel leaves to enter a talent show for the Day of the Dead, despite his family's objections. And I wrote in my notes here, Miguel's grandmother destroying his guitar, like his homemade guitar. That was really uncool. You could see how much work this kid put into having it.
1: My note here is literally, I hate when family members like break your dreams in half. Like, that's yeah. awful. Like, yeah. I understand you being like, I understand the family being very against music and not liking music and feeling kind of spiteful towards music. But that's what Miguel wants, and to basically shoot that down because of a couple decades now old issue, like,
0: no. That's the thing, too, is that it's his great-great-grandfather. Now, I was lucky enough to know my one great-grandmother. She lived, Yeah, she lived to be 94 and a half as uh, the family. No, excuse me, 95 and a half, because once you get that old, you count the halves again. But um, <laughs> but. I didn't know any of my other great-grandparents, and I certainly didn't know any of my great-great-grandparents. Um, I
1: think that would be rare, unless, like, everybody in your family was literally born, like, like, everybody would have to be teenage mothers at that point, I think, yeah. for you to really know your great-great-grandparents. Yeah. Like I said, i also lucky enough to have known my great-grandmother for but, the first, like, 12 years of my life, and, you know, that's a lucky thing, but I... You know there's enough dissonance there before like there's distance between all that like
0: well i just I just find it fascinating this this family throughout all these generations, like Miguel's the first one that wants music to be around, like everyone that they marry also hates music, all of his aunts and uncles hate music like it It's just interesting to me that they're they're all like, no, no music,
1: yeah, holding on to this notion hmm. of no music,
0: yeah my uh, next note here was that they live in a town that has a statue of De La Cruz in it. And how could Miguel's family not know who he is? I believe his father in the film, when uh, Miguel says, you know, I want to be like Ernesto De La Cruz, his father's like, who? Like, I'm like, there's a statue in the town of this guy. Like, he's famous. Even if you don't listen to music, you know who he is. Which
1: is why I don't get, like, in that case, it almost comes off as, we don't even know anything about music. What's music? It's like, okay, but surely you know it enough to hate it. So wouldn't you be like, no, I hate that Ernesto de la Cruz guy. He's awful.
0: Yeah. You know, it's in my hometown, there are two statues there. Both have interesting stories behind them. The one statues of Chris Columbus. And a couple of summers ago, uh, someone hit it with their car accidentally and the statue came down and I was like oh okay well they're not going to get it nope they went and got another one put put another Chris Columbus statue up I was like son of a gun that was the perfect time to replace it like but whatever and the other statue that was built just a few years ago is of JFK and my hometown I, I would say uh, 50% of the population is Irish and 50% of the population is Italian And it's funny, it was actually, well, my hometown is Pittston, Pennsylvania, I'll just say it. And in the 1920s, it was actually the deadliest city in America to live in per capita because the Irish and Italians all hated each other. And there were literally so many murders per week that it was the deadliest city in America to live in per capita. But it's funny, the holdover that that happens because when they built the JFK statue, It was supposed to be this six-foot statue, and it is a six-foot statue. However, that includes the two feet of podium that he's standing on. So JFK himself is only four feet tall. And uh, I have Irish family members who all complained about that. They said, oh, they've got that big statue of Columbus over there. And then they make JFK look like a little child standing on his statue. And I was like, I... I I'm not a fan of statues to begin with, so it doesn't matter to me, but whatever.
1: Also, nobody needs a Christopher Columbus statue I, anywhere. I would agree. Here in America, but, yeah, uh, you know, not we only... ain't ready for that conversation. <laughs>
0: listen, uh, listen, I'm uh, I'm half Irish, half Italian, and I've never understood either Columbus Day or St. Patrick's Day. At least, supposedly, St. Patrick went to Ireland and drove out all the snakes, okay, whatever. You want to have that as an uh, uh, Irish holiday, fine. Columbus sailed for Spain, didn't land in America, and was an Italian. So I don't, yeah. under, I don't understand why it's an Italian holiday, but um, whatever. We
1: need to bring it back in. <laughs>
0: okay, sorry. <laughs> but breaking into Ernesto's mausoleum, Miguel takes his guitar to use in the show. But once he strums it, he becomes invisible to everyone in the village plaza. However, he can interact with the skeletal dead relatives who are visiting from the land of the dead for the holiday. Taking him back with them, they learn that Imelda cannot visit since Miguel accidentally removed her photo from the ofrenda. Miguel discovers that he is cursed for stealing from the dead and must return to the land of the living before sunrise, or he will become one of the dead. To do so, he must receive a blessing from a member of his family. And in my notes here, I wrote that I like how the skeletons have hair and mustaches. Like, that just makes Oh, me and laugh. all their
1: clothes. They are, they are wonderful. And they're wonderfully designed, every skeleton character in this movie. But besides that, the colors, this is some of the most pretty animation you will mm. ever see the colors and the bridge going to the land of the dead you can't tell me that's not some of the prettiest animation in existence
0: no I agree and and just the idea uh, like earlier in the film you see uh, Miguel's mother laying down those leaves I believe they are so that the family Mm -hmm. can find their way back to their house and everything and then that's actually what builds a bridge so that the dead can cross over and back I, I thought that was interesting I also wrote in my notes here that the dog with Miguel, uh, the dog that was brought with Miguel through the land of the dead, his name is Dante, and I was like, ha ha ha, I get it, like Dante. A reference, I love Dante yeah. so much. But I think clearly a reference to Dante Alighieri, um, yeah. you know, why can't I, th- uh, not Paradise Lost, that's John Milton, um, the Inferno, and yeah, uh, yeah all of them. There's two other ones that i can't think of but the inferno is the most famous one and i was like "Oh, okay he's kind of like his guide like how virgil was dante's guide moving right along imelda offers miguel a blessing on the condition that he end his dream of becoming a musician but miguel refuses and resolves to seek ernesto's blessing instead he meets hector who declares that he knows ernesto offering to help him reach him in return for Miguel taking his photo back with him so that he might visit his daughter before she forgets him, causing him to disappear completely. So this goes into a scene where Hector takes Miguel to meet a a mutual friend, to get a guitar and everything. And the mutual friend is the one voiced by Edward James, almost, and he's called Cheech in the film. Hector sings a song for him called Everyone Knows Juanita. And I wrote that it is short and sweet also humorous, and it's in an emotional scene. I gave it a 6.5 out of 10.
1: I would agree. I would say like 7 out of 10. It's, it's short, but it's a really good song yeah. for the scene and what it's representing.
0: And I don't know the original lyrics because Hector changes a couple of them, which uh, Cheech comments on. And uh, I, I can assume what they were because he says there's children around so he can't sing the actual original lyrics, but that that's what added the humor, and it, it, it's the first of many emotional scenes, because uh, after singing this song, Cheech dies permanently, because there's no one left to remember him, and yeah, at this point in one of my notes watching the film, I wrote, oh, so Hector is the real Ernesto, huh, and I figured what they were going to do was uh, Hector was actually the voice and played the guitar and Ernesto was just this good looking guy that they made the movie star because movies used to do that and yeah. still, still sometimes do that that someone else is singing but, you know, but that's not what happened either Pixar really uh, got me on this one. <laughs> They flipped every script on me
1: no um, it's very it's very surprising like yeah. the first time you're watching it it's like oh that's a very surprising outcome like, mm-hmm. that is not what I was expecting I think it's about like a couple minutes before the reveal happens and you're like I know where this is going now
0: <laughs> yeah exactly so Hector helps Miguel enter a talent competition to win entry to Ernesto's mansion but Miguel's family tracks him down forcing him to to flee and i have here the song "Um poco loco it's fine and it's entertaining 6.5 out of 10 8 out of 10 i
1: love "Um poco loco i believe a good song
0: i believe the crazy chicken if uh, i'm not <laughs> mistaken which makes sense because they like babak while singing the song too like I, I i think it's the crazy chicken loco crazy poco chicken so i think or no, chicken is polio. Okay, I'm wrong. Sorry. Again, I don't speak Spanish, but it's, it's a good film. Miguel sneaks into the mansion where Ernesto welcomes him as his descendant, but Hector confronts them, again imploring Miguel to take his photo to the land of the living. And here I have this, the song listed, The World Is mi Familia. It's fine, but too short. 6.5 out of 10. I would have liked more of it.
1: I think we skipped this part, but, like, they meet Frida Kahlo at one point, too, which is a great, fun scene, too. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: I just think it's a good scene. Like, it's funny to me. Because, you know, she's such a popular fig- figure in Mexico. Like, oh, yeah. They had her so involved. Like, she's on everybody's ofrendas. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of the what we got going on there. But she's having a big parade float, and she's she's doing a lot, too, for the party.
0: Isn't that who Hector tries to pose as originally? Yeah, he's trying. Yeah, he's trying to sneak out of uh, the land of the dead. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I said, my notes are very broad. I got I got them from the wiki, and it's a, it's very broad. But, and I just wrote what I was thinking as the scenes went by. So, Ernesto and Hector renew an argument from their partnership in life. Miguel realizes that when Hector decided to leave the duo to return to his family, Ernesto poisoned him then stole his guitar along with his songs, passing them off as his own to become famous. To protect his legacy, Ernesto seizes the photo and has his security guards throw Miguel and Hector into a pit. There, Miguel realizes, and here comes the twist, that Hector is his real great-great-grandfather and Coco is Hector's daughter. And oh boy. Um, Hector. You
1: can't not feel during this scene at all.
0: Yeah, Hector, in a flashback or a memory, whatever you want to say, uh, he sings the song, Remember Me. And I wrote my note here specifically, I'm not crying, you're crying. (laughs) Nine out of 10. The song itself is fine, but the emotions in this scene really brought me to the next level. It's just a montage of, or not a montage, but a memory of Hector singing this to a a little baby Coco
1: it's crazy to me that Pixar is so good at bringing out these emotions like yeah they do it so well
0: yeah and they can even let's say they make a third or fourth animated sequel to a movie that isn't that great but it has a great ending because it's very emotional they can even trick their audience into thinking that's a great movie by doing that I'm not referring to the Toy Story series at all. All those movies are great. But going right along, anything else you want, you'd like to say?
1: Well, I'm just, I'm looking at your, you know, notes too, as well as my notes. But yeah. this is also around the time that we find out that Dante is not only a dog, he is also a spirit guy.
0: <laughs> yes. Which makes sense why he could cross over into the land of the dead and everything it is you know at first I just and he could interact with uh, Miguel like he's the only one back in the living land yeah it, yeah but after Imelda and the family rescue the duo Miguel realizes the truth about Hector's death Imelda and Hector reconcile and the family infiltrates Ernesto's concert to retrieve Hector's photo during this scene um, Imelda is brought on stage and during uh, Ernesto's concert and she sings the song. Oh, I know the double L is pronounced like a Y. So here we go. La Yorona. Llor- La Yorona. La thank you. And I put that it's the most high energy song so far in the film, in my opinion. And it's a 7.5 out of 10. 8 out of 10. I love this song. Okay.
1: Just, I love the animations there too. I love the scene of her trying to keep the photo from Ernesto. Mm-hmm.
0: It's good yeah.
1: trying to keep away from the bad guys, song.
0: Agreed. So I have here that Ernesto's crimes are exposed to the audience who jeer at him as he is thrown out of the stadium, then crushed by a giant bell, the same way of how he died and like originally. And in the chaos, however, Hector's photograph is lost. As the sun rises, Coco's life and memory are fading. Imelda and Hector bless Miguel so that he can return to the land of the living. After Miguel plays Remember Me, Coco brightens up and sings along with Miguel. So again, I wrote Remember Me. Once again, I'm not crying. You're crying. Nine out of ten.
1: (laughs) Ten out of ten. This is even worse than the first time they played this
0: song. Yeah. Uh, I also made a note here that this actually happens not just with elderly people, as I put in my note, but elderly people in music, it helps them remember, like if you, if you play popular songs from their youth, it, they'll remember like the lyrics to the songs and sing along and everything, even if it's someone who's very far gone. And interestingly enough, students who study while listening to classical music they've done tests on this. And if the classical music is then played while the students are, are taking a test, they'll do better on their tests. Like they'll remember more answers and everything. And do be- it's just interesting how memory is tied with music and everything. So Coco reveals that she had saved the torn off piece of the family photo with Hector's face on it, and then tells the family stories about her father thus saving his memory as well as his existence in the land of the dead. Miguel's family reconciles with him, ending the ban on music, and one year later, Miguel presents the family ofrenda, which now includes the deceased Coco, to his new baby sister. Coco's collected letters from Hector prove that Ernesto stole his songs, destroying Ernesto's legacy and allowing Hector to be rightfully honored in his place. In the land of the dead, Hector and Imuelda rekindle their romance, joining Coco for a visit to the living, where Miguel, in mariachi attire, sings and plays for his relatives, both living and dead. And the song here is Proud Corazon, and it is the ending song. That's fine, 6.5 out of 10. Do you want to talk about any specific scenes or any moments, or should we go into the overall scores?
1: I mean... Like I know, I didn't say much. Of this I just love this movie. I watch yeah. this movie a few times a year, so it's not. You know, Jason's never seen it before, so I was more interested in hearing what he had to say. More so, I just think it's a great film. And
0: yes, it. It's I not. I think
1: it got Sorry. overlooked, mm-hmm. and I I don't I don't remember its release date, but I know that even Disney and Pixar didn't think it was going to be very popular. They put that very long Frozen short before mm-hmm. this movie. It's like a 40-minute Frozen short because they were trying to get people who liked Frozen to go see the movie because they didn't think a Day of the Dead film would go
0: very well. That's, that's a shame. I'm not a fan of the Frozen franchise and we'll, we'll, you'll hear all about that when we get to it. I know I'm in the minority because most people love those movies, but not me. But this I, I really, really enjoyed and I thought was fantastic. I, I agree with you. It's a shame that it was overlooked. I recommend everyone go out and watch it. It's not exactly a Halloween movie, even though we did it for, like, it's not scary. It has, no,
1: it's, it's a Day of the Dead film though, which is right. also an October yeah. event. So I think we're getting, we're getting all of our events in together.
0: Yeah, but even, even in um, Mexican tradition, the Day of the Dead isn't necessarily a scary holiday, like how Halloween is supposed to be a scary holiday. But I think it's a, a, a great film. And I think you can watch it anytime. Like how you said, you've watched it several times. This was my first time watching it. I'll be watching it again, most certainly.
1: Oh, I'll probably watch it in a couple weeks on our way down to Disney and the car ride. Like this is just one of those movies that we watch a lot in my family. It's a good movie.
0: And to clarify, when you say our trip down to Disney, that means yours and your family's trip. Uh, I I unfortunately won't be going, but if our audience would like to change that, you could subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com. You can come com. last
1: minute, it's fine. <laughs> I don't
0: have the money, but you, you, the audience, can change that by subscribing to our Patreon at <laughs> patreon.com slash Pod. But I'm I'm going to go into my overall score then, and I put, I really enjoyed this much more than I thought I would. Like most Pixar films, it does everything very well and packs the emotional punches. 8.5 out of 10. Additionally, a criticism I was going to give the film was corrected on Disney Plus during the credits. It always bothers me when you have films taking place in a non-English speaking country, but the characters all speak English with just some common words from the other language blended in. I understand why this is done to appeal to mass audiences, and I'm probably in the minority, but if I'm watching a movie that takes place in Mexico, I want the characters speaking Spanish with subtitles so I can understand what they're saying, but once I hit the credits on Disney Plus, it recommended watching Coco in Spanish. And I liked that. And that's probably how I'll watch it next time.
1: Yeah. There's also an entire special, like a celebration basically of like Mexican singers singing the songs from this movie. Like oh. It's a, yeah. It's a, it's on Disney Plus too. You can watch it.
0: I'll have to check that out as well.
1: So yeah. My score, I would say probably like a nine out of 10. I love this movie. Like I said, I watch this movie all the time. I love mm-hmm. this movie. I love the animation. No, I'm waiting for them to inevitably change the Mexico ride at Epcot to this.
0: Mm. Yeah, that so would be good.
1: I'm surprised they haven't done it already because it's all screens in that ride. It's pretty easy change, so mm. I'm sure it'll happen eventually. Mm. But I love this movie. I'm glad it exists. I'm glad they made it. I'm glad it's you known all Latino cast except mm. for John Ratzenberger who snuck his way in there still
0: <laughs> I'm trying to who, who did he play I can't I remember. don't remember
1: who he plays but he has one line and the reason for wow. that is because it's it. for those who don't know it's tradition for John Ratzenberger to have a part in all Pixar films and Molina actually had a hard time dealing with that because like if it was up to him Ratzenberger wouldn't have been in this but mm. like You know it it is the pixar tradition so he did find him a part i think he says like one line like i don't remember where but
0: okay he might even just be one of the people that uh when ernesto gets revealed is cheering at him and everything like possibly but yeah anything else you'd like to say no okay well This has been the Once Again Podcast. Any questions, comments, or critiques can be addressed to either our email at onceagainpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at onceagainpod. We also have an Instagram account, onceagainpod. If you would like to contribute to the podcast, we have several tiers available on patreon.com slash onceagainpod. As always, a like, follow, or share would be greatly appreciated. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.